Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at adces24.org. Hello and welcome to ADCS's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Kate Thomas, the Director of Advocacy at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. And I'm coming to you today about two weeks post-2020 election to give a recap of what happened with the election and what this means for diabetes policy and the work of ADCES. If you enjoy the huddle, please take a minute to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps us reach more members of the diabetes care team and helps us further our vision for optimal health and quality of life for persons with, affected by, or at risk for diabetes and chronic conditions. And remember that membership at ADCS gives you access to the education, networking, and resources to improve your practice and optimize outcomes for your clients. Find out what ADCS can do for you at diabeteseducator.org forward slash join. So as I mentioned, we're now about two weeks out from the 2020 election. And as it stands today, multiple news outlets have officially declared Joe Biden the president-elect. So many things are moving forward in Washington under the assumption that that Joe Biden will be the president-elect come January 2021. We're still looking at some outstanding races in the Senate, which will determine the composition of the Senate. So currently, there are still two Senate races left to be determined. As of today, the recording of this podcast, there was an Alaskan Senate race that was determined in favor of Republican Senator Sullivan, which now gives the Republicans 50 seats in the Senate and Democrats 48 seats with those two seats left to be determined in Georgia. And this is important for us and it's important overall because those races will determine which party has control over the Senate or has the majority in the Senate. And for our purposes at ADCS, this informs our strategy. So as many of you who are involved in advocacy may know, we've been working to advance our expanding access to diabetes self-management training bill. And we've done a lot of outreach to members of the Senate Finance Committee, specifically Republican members of that committee, because they are in the majority in the Senate and do have the ability to advance the legislation. So whoever has control over the Senate for the 117th Congress, that will be part of our strategy. We want to reach out to those that are on key committees and that are in a position to move our legislation. On the House side, Democrats have retained control of the House, though they've slightly decreased their majority. So we're looking ahead. The race is over. The election is over for the most part with some of those races outstanding. But now we're entering what's called a lame duck session of Congress. So the Senate returned on November 10th and the House returned on November 16th for this lame duck session. And this is where the House and the Senate will both take care of a few pieces of remaining legislation. 
So they have to pass appropriations legislation because the current continuing resolution which funds the government is expected to expire on December 11th. So they have to do something there. They'll likely pass another continuing resolution to keep that funding going. There's also still some talk of a COVID-19 package, although it seems that both Republicans and Democrats remain pretty far apart in terms of the level of funding and the focus for such a package. Those are some of the main priorities that we think we'll see in the House and the Senate in the coming months until the new Congress starts in early January. We're also looking at a Biden-Harris transition, what that might look like. This week, the incoming administration uh, established their agency review teams. And these are individuals that are appointed to understand the operations of each federal agency to help ensure a smooth transition and a transfer of power. So there'll be a group of individuals on this agency review team looking at the Department of Health and Human Services, which oversees CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and a lot of the other healthcare initiatives and agencies that we're involved with. So we think in terms of priorities for the incoming Biden-Harris administration will be, as widely announced, the coronavirus task force to look at the handling of the coronavirus in this country and, and what needs to be done in terms of their administration. We anticipate on the healthcare side, we'll also see some conversations around the Affordable Care Act and expanding the Affordable Care Act to include a public option. And then drug pricing. I think they, there may be some early conversations in the administration around drug pricing. And certainly all of this depends on working with Congress. So again, as we determine the composition of Congress in terms of majority, especially in the Senate, in terms of Republicans or Democrats, that's certainly going to come into play when we're talking about what gets done, what's done at the administrative level, what's done at the congressional level. So a lot to watch. And I do want to note that as an organization, we are nonpartisan in our efforts. And so we work with both sides of the aisle in terms of advancing our legislation. As you've heard me say before, diabetes is a nonpartisan issue. And so we'll continue our advocacy efforts there. We may just alter our strategy depending on who is in the majority and also what the priorities might be. And I do want to make a note. So as I mentioned, we've been working to advance the Expanding Access to Diabetes Self-Management Training Act in the 116th Congress, which is going to come to an end in early January and make way for the new Congress. So at the start of each Congress, you have to reintroduce your legislation. So we'll be looking to do that. And as we look ahead to the new Congress, we have currently 71 co-sponsors on our House bill, H.R. 1840. Of those 71, 11 of those co-sponsors will not be returning in the 117th Congress. And on our, on our Senate bill, there are 13 co-sponsors on that bill, and only one of those senators will not be returning. So we have a lot of supporters that are going to be returning to Congress, but we also have an opportunity to reach out to those new members of Congress, those new senators, and build some different relationships. And that's where your role as the diabetes care and education specialist comes into play. We're still going to be working to advance the DSMT bill in the lame duck session of Congress and still continue to have those conversations around telehealth. So you can reach out to your current members of Congress 
on those issues by visiting our Legislative Action Center. That's diabeteseducator.org forward slash take action. And also, you can start reaching out to your incoming members of Congress. Maybe the seat for your member of Congress or representative was vacant and you have a new member of Congress coming in or there's been a change due to the election, start reaching out to them. Introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. Tell them what you do. I think that's a really great way to lay the groundwork for building relationships for the next Congress. And come January, as the new Congress gets started, we will have a letter available on our Legislative Action Center that you can use to send to your new member of Congress, introducing yourself, talking about the priority issues for diabetes care and education specialists, and just opening the door to have those important conversations. So I think um, we've got some really exciting things ahead. We continue to work on the issues that are important for us. We are also working with 11 other patient and provider and nonprofit organization advocacy groups on a consensus document around healthcare reform. These cover a lot of the issues that we've been working on as an organization, but we've connected with some other groups led by the Diabetes Leadership Council to really delve into some of these issues and speak with a collective voice. So we'll be using that in our conversations, both on the Hill and with the administration to talk about some of those diabetes priorities. And that tool will be available for everybody on our website, diabeteseducator.org forward slash advocacy, and just some really exciting and positive things coming our way in terms of advocacy. So that's a brief update of the election. Things are constantly changing, and so we'll try to keep members updated for the latest breaking information, please subscribe to the Advocacy Forum on ADCES Connect. That's the best way to get real-time updates. And I just want to thank you and thanks to everyone who got involved in the election process and who have been advocating throughout the 116th Congress. Really, the advancements we made would not have been possible without your support and your expertise and all of your advocacy efforts. So thanks, everyone, and stay tuned for more information.